Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bombas socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good, too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. I've paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence, but committed no crime and bad mistakes. I've made a few. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by Marcus Hurley. So, yeah, we finally get to it after six years or so. We've reached episode 200 of the Not Watching Podcast. Amazing. yeah, so we thought we'd do something a bit different and we cast our minds back. In there or something? I don't know. Uh, maybe I can find I can find a, 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 a suitable uh, tune to kick the show off with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll find a fan fairy intro tune to start off with. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we thought we'd do something a bit different and cast our minds back to um, October 2013 and onwards from there because that's kind of about when we started when we started this podcast interesting fact this is before your time marcus mm-hmm. not by that long um but uh when i started it with ian and john uh we were just talking about tv uh yeah. so yeah we didn't talk about movies at all so yeah but that's the way things have kind of morphed into and uh yeah so even though we weren't talking about movies back then we're still going to cast our minds back to then and just, yeah, kind of go through our favourite movies and TV since October 2013. So let's get the ball rolling with movies then. And uh, yeah, do you want to kick off, Marcus? Okay, for me, might as well start start off strong. Movies, okay. yep. Yep. Logan, 2017. Good pick. I didn't pick it. It was in the list, but it fell off. But no, I'm glad you mentioned it. It's very significant movie i just i I just thought it was so good with like even now i mean even compared to all of the x-men films and i i really liked um first class and i really liked days of future past um especially actually the rogue cut of days of future past which is the definitive version by the way um i really like those films but i just thought logan was just such a better film it's definitely one of the stronger um, X-Men movies. And I just, yeah, I've not seen it in a long while, but the fact that I still, even just the name, and it evokes that feeling of, yeah, that was a goddamn good film. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm just, got to be in there. Cool, okay. Well, uh, yeah, my first one uh, is Split, and it's just because I, I, I couldn't uh, lose it off my shortlist because of the way it made me feel in the cinema. Yeah. 
I've I've never really had that sort of mind blowing. I mean, I've seen twists in movies before. Uh, I saw The Sixth Sense in the cinema, you know, the first week it came out. I knew nothing about what that was going to be about. And uh, yeah, that blew my mind. But uh, yeah, Split was... Right at the end of the film and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just, just, oh my God, this is part of that universe. I mean, since then, it's not kind of gone so well, (laughs) apparently. But uh, I still haven't seen Glass. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to bask in the glory of Split for now. No, no, no. Split's a great uh, film. It still is. Yeah. I've seen it since the yeah. cinema. It's still an amazing film. Um, yeah, McAvoy's like performance so is good. just... So, so good. It's just epic, yeah. Yeah, two years ago, Logan was, uh, according to our, our episode on it yep. that I've got here. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know what point you ju- you started doing this with us. So um, a little while back. We, we, were you on that one or not? Yeah, I, yeah, I'll have yeah. to go I back and listen. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing this a cool. while, I think. Good few years. Yeah. I think I might have started probably around 2013, tail end of it, I reckon. Yeah, I'll have to... Yeah, I think you definitely did like Mad Max and stuff with yeah. this. I know, yeah. I can look back through my archives. Yeah. Um, ooh. What you got next, then? Okay, next for me is um, John Wick. The first John Wick. Yeah. An, another very significant movie. I've actually got all three on here in the listing, but if I was to pick all three, yeah, I'd say the first one because it's that impact. Yeah. It's, it's watching this film and thinking, this film feels like I'm watching something not filmed now, but filmed in like the late 80s, early 90s, but with the stylistic filmography of today. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just the feel of it, it's like storytelling of an action era that's kind of gone now. Um, yeah. And just brought back. And Keanu Reeves is absolutely perfect for the role. Um, yeah, God, I just don't... I just don't... I mean, I'm seeing people now saying, I've not seen John Wick. And I'm like, what are you doing with your life? And then they watch it and they go, why have I not seen this film before? It's amazing. And I'm like, well, I've been telling you to go watch it for like... <laughs> from since 2014 <laughs> yeah I mean it, it kind of came out of nowhere yeah um, oh no and it's, I didn't I didn't know about it enough to like go and see it at the cinema god I don't even know if they showed no, it around here I, I watched um, it on a um, I think I watched it on a rental or something uh, yeah. one of those rental ones and I was just like you need to see this film and I showed it to you, so I was like yeah you, you need to she's like it's kind of Reeves action film man yeah, it might be okay like, no 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 you really need to see this film and now we're both massive diehard fans of the of the series um, yeah and we've seen all of them like together it's just so good ridiculous yeah no I'm, and, and it's going to continue and grow and grow that franchise so yeah it has to be mentioned just for the fact that it's like a few of things that I'm probably going to mention on here, you know, it's a significant yeah. franchise that has, uh, you know, um, that's going to, that has been, we've been talking about throughout the whole, uh, length of this show being on air, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So my next one is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, I left that off. That was a great film. <laughs> yeah. Only because I just didn't remember it. But, um, to be honest, not including any of these in our list doesn't mean 
that we look down on these films. It just means there are too many, and we'd just be sitting here spouting films off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what I did? I just sort of looked at like what I thought my movie of the year was. I sort of went through, because on some of the episodes, yeah. I actually mentioned, and it reminded me what I had as my movie of the year, so that kind of cut a lot of it off. Yeah. Um, sort of few, narrowed yeah. it down for me. But yeah, Mad Max Fury Road was like way better than it had any reasonable need to be. Uh, it, it was just a uh, a triumph of filmmaking. Um, a very simplistic story. We went and watched that together, didn't we? I think we were a yeah. group of us went to watch it, yeah. Yeah, Man, I think so, was yeah. Inside. What's his name? The do, do, oh, the guy with the guitar. He had a name. It's like oh. Dude Slayer or something weird like that. I don't know. It was like the Dude Yeah, rider. I can't remember. And it's the flaming guitar and the fact that he's actually playing the theme as all of this is happening because the bit yeah. where he jumps off and to avoid being attacked and the music stops and then he carries on and it's like fuck uh, <laughs> yeah it's awesome it makes me want to watch it again yeah no I've not seen it in a while yeah. making me want to <laughs> so what you got next right for me um, I've got to go uh, ready player one ah uh, yes I know these are fairly recent films, but doesn't mean they're not good. Um, Ready Player no. One, I just love it. It's a massive geek fest. Um, tugs on the heartstrings of when I used to be a big hardcore MMO gamer um, and just meeting up with friends in the arcades and stuff. All of that sort of almost like a whole lifetime ago and stuff. It's And also just like geeking out with you and other mates, just the way that we are and talking about references and everything else and the way that they are together just talking about things almost like how we are in this podcast and we'll drop bits in as well um i just thought it was so good i mean it might have changed from the books it doesn't matter for me the experience of seeing that film going to see that film three times in a row and <clears> the only reason why i haven't watched it again is because i just thought i'm going to save it up a little bit and then i'm going to watch it again um so now i kind of need to <laughs> Yeah, I had a really unfortunate experience trying to watch that film where, yeah. like, I, I went in the wrong screen. Yeah. So I missed, like, the first sort of 20 minutes of it. Yeah. And then and then I kind of... I, I went into the right screen and then I, and then I then had to wait, like, three months to watch oh. the first 20 minutes of it again. Yeah. So I've sort of... I've sort of had a bit of a weird sort of experience with that, but I did like what they did with it. I like that they didn't completely replicate the film, uh, the book, sorry. Yeah. You know, um, I, you know, they, they, they sort of, uh, use the film as an opportunity to explore more yeah. of the Oasis. And I really appreciated that. I, um, I just loved the Spielberg story of it. I thought it reminded me without it being set in the eighties, a lot of the references like the Akira bike and the DeLorean and everything else and King Kong and, and then the Jurassic Park references in the nineties and Superman and all this sort of stuff and Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla and Iron Giant, Gundam. It was just ridiculous, all wrapped up in a Spielberg style story. Um Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I need to give that another just, look, to be honest. I just thought it was so... I was glad the story wasn't an arsake. Because with all of the shit going on and all of the stuff, the story wasn't bland, but it wasn't too twisty and too mental. Um, yeah. I just thought it was perfect for the delivery system of all of that. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool. Okay, uh, my next one is Arrival, Ooh, which is the... 
Yeah, is the uh, is the the film directed by Denis Villeneuve, who's currently uh, who's well went on to do Blade Runner, and he's now doing Dune. Uh, so yeah, very talented sci-fi uh, director, um, and yeah, I, I, I thought this was really good because of the way that um, it looked at sci-fi as like uh, and the and communication. It looked at the the uh, the understanding of a of, a, of another uh, extraterrestrial species that doesn't uh, think of things in the same linear way that we do. Uh, the way that time is 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 just a different construct. Yeah. Because um, because it you know it looks at the fundamental fact that um, humans are storytellers. You know mm-hmm. everything that we use to define the universe and describe, uh, quantify reality, is is done in a very specific way to us, and that there are other ways to understand that. And so the, the and the structure of the film is. Uh, itself kind of uh, folds in on itself, and you know, you you think it's building up to something, and it and it and it it's got an awesome twist in it. I think it's one of the very best films I've seen in the time that I've been doing this podcast. So that's why I mention it now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what you got next? Mm, here's where it gets difficult. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw one out there because it's on there. Bohemian Rhapsody. Cool. cool. Um, I just thought, as a biopic goes, it wasn't warts and all, but it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be a story. And it contained just enough darkness, just enough light, and enough flamboyance to feel like a Queen biopic. Excluding the Live Aid sort of bit at the end, which just absolutely wrenches at you um because that's kind of like that's almost like a stinger at the end and you kind of go whoop what the hell um but i thought the film was really well handled um rami malik's performance was amazing i thought the way that they did it the way that we finally learned that bohemian rhapsody was just a bunch of batshit stuff that they put together to try and make the most flamboyant over the top insane lunatic record they could and it is, and little bits like um, Bismillah, and you think, what the hell's that? And you realise yeah. it's the name that his mother calls him by, and I think it means, I can't remember what it meant in the film, but it's what she calls him, and it's like, yeah, let yeah. me go, let me go, and you kind of think, ah, oh, it's like talking almost like, you know, to the parents, and it's like, almost like your mother's calling, he's like, no, let me go do my thing, and not, and it's not really meaning, and I just love the fact that you've got an answer, that the song was just bonkers I was like I love that um, and there's all of it just all of it um, all the songs just like a nice little a nice or well not little film because it's fucking huge but I, I left that cinema just almost tearing up and as one of cinema experiences go I think it was one of my best um, yeah so I just I have to put it on there um I, I, we could list other ones but I just think it was fantastic um, such a good film and yeah I, I, I definitely thought it was brilliant couldn't watch yeah. it loads of times but yeah awesome <laughs> yeah doesn't the Blu-ray have like a few more minutes on it or something I think the Blu-ray's got more I think it's got like an extended um, cut of the the Live Aid thing as well because they yeah. filmed shitloads more for that I think um, 
yeah, I think it's got more in it, much more. And there's like a different version as well, I think. Yeah, I know that they said that they were going to put that on the Blu-ray, but I, I, I never got round yeah, to actually I saw checking this, it out. I think there's two versions or something. I don't know what the difference is. Might have to look into it, but um, yeah, awesome, awesome film. Yeah. Now, I, I've got a lot of time for it. I, I was very excited to see it. I ended up seeing it twice in the cinema. I think it was my movie of the year last year. Um, just because I've just grown up with, uh, you know, that 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 band and um yeah it says on the actually on on the uh amazon box it says experience the full live aid film performance not seen in cinemas Jesus. so it must be like a slightly extended cut or they've be, got like, it's like an, after that just crying it might be an, <laughs> yeah it might be an extra thing that they've put on the blu-ray i might have to actually uh add that on my wish list actually oh it's actually it's actually in the uh it's actually deal of the day Ugh. Right, right now for eleven pound. I'm skin. I might just, I might just <laughs> click it. Yeah, so am I. But uh, I don't know. Maybe let's see how I feel after this recording. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So my next one is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Me? Yeah, I've got that. I've got that as well. Yeah, I would, I would, I would hope so. Yeah, uh, it was kind of a major milestone. I think I, uh, something. I mean, uh, you could probably chart our entire world uh, like the uh, another film I'm probably going to mention or you are in a minute um, you can kind of chart the uh, the whole uh, conversation of this podcast is kind of the the build up to that film coming out yeah. and and the subsequent sequels uh, the third the next one we're about to get um, the whole sort of reinvention of Star Wars is a big reason that this podcast has kind of been going it's given us so much fuel Back when we were talking about news every week, yep. you know, there would always be like the latest thing on what was happening with Star Wars, who'd been cast. We're not, we, we haven't been doing that so much no, lately, but, but just, it was I, a big. I remember when Ian was sort of, uh, Ian, um, big love to you, Who? mate. Um, when he was in tears, <laughs> knowing that JJ Abrams had built the sets for the Millennium yeah. Falcon, they weren't using digital sets. Yeah. Everything yeah. was being built, and we were like, shit. And it, it showed. It really did. Um, I remember us leaving the cinema after we were watching it. And yeah, it was just shell shock. Yeah, you, me, and John, and we just sat down on the curb outside. It was just yeah. like rubbing our temples, going, oh, my head, I was sitting there going, my head's spinning. I just don't know. <laughs> Can we go back yeah. and watch it again? <laughs> like, I know, man. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It was fantastic. I just left that cinema like. It's like being on a roller coaster, and literally you get off, and you're like, "I need to catch my breath now." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. What, what a welcome back! Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. I think you know, even though a lot of people, you know, in this distance from it, you can kind of say, you know, he was definitely hitting a lot of the boxes from A New Hope. Yeah, uh, but you can lay that at it. But my God getting to see a version an alternative version of kind of La like New Hope with the filming special effects and technology of now like seeing the Falcon with the way we do effects now um, lightsaber battles it was just glorious it was mental I mean that, really was, was. that was my initial thing going into it I was like I get to see without all of the bullshit, all of the politics of the prequels, because it was about like the Senate and all that crap. Um, it was just a Star Wars film, um, probably more action, 
with special effects as they've moved on even further. And it was just, it was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It still awesome. is. I mean, I look back now and I just think, yeah. Um, I jokingly was going to put the trailer for Force Awakens as my favourite film of the year. But. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you I remember, remember the debacle of that? Oh, that was a fun <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> but just, I think that was just because it hit me so hard. And yeah. I still think, as pieces go, that is whoever's got that on their CV. God, they could have go far. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, oh, sure. yeah, great film. Let's let's crack on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, duh, duh, duh. so yeah, my I've done Star Wars: Force Awakens. What's your next one? Um, it's getting more difficult now. So, obviously, there are some Marvel films in here. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm kind of going that way next myself. Okay, so, oh, this is brutal. Okay, this is not order of preference. So I'm going to go with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay, so what, you're picking that as your one? No, no, um, I don't know. I'm just thinking, not out of all of the Marvel ones, because I don't know if I can fucking choose. <laughs> does this just turn? Does this just turn into a Marvel like? No, nah, no. This now is, because... There's a few others on it. Well, there's a few, but okay. um, you know what? It's got to be Infinity War. Well, that's that's the only other one I was going to mention. Infinity War. I'll say Infinity War because yeah. Infinity War was the culmination of all of it, and they had to pull off Infinity War because Endgame being a great film but Endgame can only exist if Infinity War works and interestingly fuck they, me Infinity War worked <laughs> interestingly they came up with Endgame before Infinity War yeah Infinity War was just designed to get another Avengers film to get them all to the point of Endgame yeah so but and that's, it needed and to that's work what it did. because if yeah. Endgame didn't work I mean if Infinity War didn't work in cinemas people would go oh the ending shit I don't know if I'll bother with Endgame yeah yeah but yeah because yeah yeah oh. yeah because you you ended up with like yeah that's why it was so genius I thought some people have problem with this but I, I just like that um, they managed to do that incredible juggling act uh, of combining oh, yeah. all these different franchises all at the same time and and just the effect was just incredible because you were just hanging out with all these cool characters that you've come to love over the last 10 years and it all kind of made sense kind of i still you know? don't understand how they managed to share screen time with everyone without it feeling like it was someone's film if anything it was Thanos's film but Thanos, yes, that's true. But Thanos doesn't true. get all the screen time because you have the Black Order and everything else and stuff. Um, it's like one of those pie charts and it's all divided up almost equally in a weird way. Yeah. Um, it's such an achievement after all of those films. <laughs> that's why I had to put it on next. It's just, it's insane. Like that moment when I turned to you and it's like, that's Thanos and I went eep and then I spent like 20 minutes talking at you which you're probably thinking what the fuck is this guy on about <laughs> and I'm like they're doing the Infinity War they're doing the Infinity War they're doing the Infinity Stones you're like Jesus man I don't think you out. were doing that I would have punched you if you were going to talk at me for that long in a film no 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 not, not, I mean like at the end it was the stinger oh, at the end right. and I was like <laughs> I was like 
That's oh, Thanos. Right. It's fucking Thanos. They're doing it. They're fucking doing it. I can't believe oh, it. I don't think I spoiled before. it. I didn't spoil before. it for you, but I went, if they're doing what I think they're doing, we're all going to be very happy. And lo and yeah. behold, we were. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd sort of heard about that because a mate of mine uh, who I used to work with, um, he, he lent me the the Infinity War comic and I've read it, you know. Mm. I didn't know it was going to go exactly that way. And it's almost in a different context when when it's like in the movies yeah. and the MCU. It's very different to the, uh, yeah. the the comics and stuff. But um, yeah, oh yeah, man, no, it was good. I, it was good. I think Infinity War like definitely represents like the MCU when it was kind of at its highest. I know Endgame's the same, but Endgame's kind of got quite a lot of melancholy attached to it. Um, oh, you know, yeah. it's it starts off at a pretty low point and it ends at kind of a low point because it's the end and. You know, we have to say goodbye to a few people, and it's it's it it feels like a bit more. You know, it's in game's it, alternative name could have been Swan Song. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is um, because it, you're true. right. It's the end of that whole. Because I noticed when I'm going to watch Spider Man, um, you had the ticker from Marvel, the one where it showed all of the different ones, but the Marvel Studios bit no longer had the ten year bit on it. Yeah. Well, so that black, phase is it? now over. Because all of yeah. the last films had that, where the, the I and the O of Marvel became a 10. Well, they did in the last year or so, because yeah. it was 10 years of Marvel. Yeah. yeah. But, that's, but now, yeah, that's now done. Yeah, it's definitely the end of an era. Um, and I, I mean, you know, we're, we're having, having that with Star Wars as well. And it's kind of part of the, part of the reason that uh, I'm going to make an announcement at the end of this episode. So... Um, it's all kind of t- tied into that, really. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to that. So um, yeah, I, I, you've got a load more movies, have you? You want to mention? I've got I, a few. I'm, Go for I'm, it. You're talk, next one. No, I haven't. I've that's I'm done. You're done. Okay. Um, well, I could say honourable mentions. Okay. Obviously, I had the whole of the John Wick trilogy on there because I can't decide anything. Um, yeah. You've known me long enough. Um, I've that's got right. I got Godzilla King of the Monsters on there because I was so impressed of a western version of an eastern film um and that threw me for a loop um so that's got up there one of my favorites so far just because of the achievement of what it did not box yeah. office but in terms of actual putting it together and creating something that shouldn't really exist um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter no it's cool yeah Fair enough. um spider-man homecoming because they created a spider-man film that was different from all of the others and see i'm yeah, yeah. go for it I just made myself choose one MCU film. <laughs> yeah. But Spider-Man Homecoming, for me, was like, oh, it's a different Spidey, different world, different Aunt May. And it was nice. And that's why I and went to see more. <laughs> and he's in the MCU. So yeah, that's an exactly. achievement in itself, really. Um, Avengers Infinity War, obviously, and Endgame, because Endgame, they go part and parcel. I yeah, Blade... I, nearly, I nearly just put them both down, yeah. yeah. I had Blade Runner 2049 in there, because watching yeah, that film... That back-to-back with the original, the Final Cut version. Fuck me, those films sit nicely next to each other. It's ridiculous. Like, following one from the other, it feels like you're reading two books that are literally it's not one, that, one. It's not one that I'd think to do, though, because they're set so far apart. I know, but that's the problem. That's the thing. It's like you think because of the age of the film, but because I'd watched one and literally ran to the cinema to watch mm. the new one, um, it felt like yeah, it was, you're just it associated like with that. It was like oh, he's found him after years. It was almost like you have a fade out, and it says thirty years later or whatever. Um, it felt like that. 
So yeah. I enjoyed it, but I've not I've not really felt the need to get it on Blu-ray or watch mm. it again for some I think reason. I might but do. Maybe, I think maybe, I might do. maybe if it comes on again on Netflix, I might give that another look. Yeah, um, I had Upgrade as well on there because it's a quirky little film, but I just loved it as a kind of yeah. science film. Upgrade. It didn't really get a massive release. It was the one where the guy gets a chip in his head. Yeah, I know. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And also on the slightly smaller scale one, Life, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, the one with the... the, sci- the yeah, the little creature that they thing. find in the spaceship, and, and it all goes horribly wrong. Um, I loved that film. I just loved the way it went. I loved the way that it was just unforgivingly merciless. <laughs> um, I thought it was all right. It was, it was quite like... Uh, Sort of a we've yeah we've like seen an this one type film, isn't it? It wasn't. It was like a yeah. It was like a sort of um, Twilight Zoney sort of film. Yeah. Okay. But but I just loved it. That the fact that they didn't pull any punches and there was no happy ending. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, and obviously Captain America: Winter Soldier and Captain America: Civil War. Cool. Yeah. I couldn't whittle that list down anymore. But um, I got through and mentioned the bullet points, and those are the ones that were sitting behind. No, I think you did did pretty well there, considering uh, from twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably I've, a few I've, I have missed off. Anyway. Oh, Mad Mad Max's Blood and Black and Chrome is going for eight quid at the moment. Can you yeah. just get Fury Road and turn the bright, turn the t- the color off? I t- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if my TV does black and white. Uh, it should do. Yeah, I think I'd need to just dig into the, the setting. setting somewhere. Just get a, pick, <laughs> one of the, pick one of the TV settings you don't use, like movie or whatever, um, and then just copy the settings from like your default one, but just have the colour off. <laughs> yeah. That's what I end up Maybe doing I'd... with some of them. I just fiddle around with them. I, I don't think it's quite as simple as that. I think they've done a bit of correction and yeah, things like so to, as well. get, just... to get it working in a certain way. I was just being a anyway. bit of a cheapskate. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's uh, that's some of our favourite movies over the last uh, six or whatever it is years. Yeah. Um, we're going to move into some TV now. God. Okay, um, and I'll, I think I'm going to go first okay. here. Okay, so um, again, I've taken the same thing. I've just got five. Okay. And uh, I've, I've, I've had to uh, narrow it down quite a bit. So um, the first one I'm going to mention is Daredevil, the first season of Daredevil specifically just because I think it was kind of, well, it was, it was, it was so exciting what they were doing with Marvel. You know, there was this exciting new partnership between Netflix and Marvel. They're going to make these really edgy grown up versions of the, of, of, uh, of Marvel uh, heroes. And uh, they were going to combine into this amazing uh, defenders super group. And it was all going to be amazing and we're going to love every single episode and none of the ep- seasons would be uh, too long. We'd want more, you know, they'd leave us wanting more. It was an exciting time, cutting edge filming. And I just love that feeling that that whole show represented and actually uh, delivered on uh, for that one season. Yeah. Um, it wasn't all bad. No. Um, and it was an ambitious idea. Uh, the second season, I don't think, was as good, but introduces to the Punisher, who was I, probably, you know, the secret, unexpected part of that. I still think um, season two, the first half, was was good, was worthy. Yeah, I think it went okay. wayward after that, but yeah, I mean, it's all a bit of a blur for me now. Yeah. But I just remember that first season of Daredevil with Kingpin, yeah, uh, being and 
that just being so, so good and like a slow burn. You know, he didn't get the suit until quite late on. And uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. And, uh, uh, you know, and Jessica Jones was okay. Iron Fist can get fucked. Yeah, Luke Cage uh, was, was a letdown. First season of Luke Cage was okay. First I half thought. of the first season yeah, was okay. Yeah, first half, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. I think when he went off and then he, um, when they left the city and you had the little nod to the iconic version of him with the little metal circlet when it flashed yeah. back to him coming out of the bath, um, that was cool. But then when they came back and then he was just, it was almost like Rocky Five where they're just fighting in the street and I'm like, this oh, is the yeah. finale, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, even the, even the defenders was a bit of a wet squib. I yeah, thought, I've like, forgotten about damn that. Squib. that yeah, exist. I, I barely remember it. I, just I think get it was past it when I see it on Netflix. Probably won't see it, it on was, there for long. <laughs> well, it was weird as well because they sort of did that and then they kind of just carried on making the other shows. Like, well, defenders, they, I, defenders to me felt like Daredevil season two point five with guest yeah. stars. Yeah. Because none of the other people really kind of, I mean, or actually it was like Daredevil season two, the second half, smashed together with Iron Fist. Yeah. And which was not appealing. Uh, that whole hand storyline, I couldn't care less. And which is why the Electra arc, and I was a bit like, mm, they kind of could have done it in a condensed way, but he just took over everything. And it was, it was, it was, it wasn't enjoyable. But the opinion, first season of Daredevil was, awesome. was good yeah. and was worth putting on this list. Yeah. So yeah, and the I first season redeemed itself a bit. Yeah. Do, do you have any? Did you write down any of these for yours? I had Jessica Jones season one. Um, I still think, weirdly, <sighs> I prefer it to Daredevil first season. It oh, really? just pips it for me because I loved the fact that she was a PI and she was this disgruntled character and there were nods to the fact that she was a superhero gave it a go but didn't give a shit and you can yeah. see the costume and stuff like that and you had nods to Patsy becoming Hellcat um, because of that policeman and she's like she gets hyped up on the drug and it's like oh you see it in her and stuff and she's wanting to defend herself after things happen like the guy breaks into her place and she gets the the panic door set up and all that sort of thing and it's just I thought it was so well done and not even and on top of all of that you had David Tennant as the bad guy so even without him I just found it much more enjoyable because it was a darker seedier world because she's a PI and it was just a bit brutal and very violent you know people were stabbing themselves and all that sort of thing frying themselves with buildings because he told them to and you had all the characters you had um, I think you had Claire the nurse show up I'm not sure but you had um, yeah she popped up in all of yeah, them I think and you had uh, what's her name um, the lawyer uh, from Daredevil um, can't remember her name I should know her name because I've just watched what, season tr- 3 what um, Trinity from the yeah, Matrix yeah Carrie Ann Moss's character um with oh, her yeah. in there as the lawyer and the relationship they have and I just found it a really nice place to be and season two for that kind of dropped off a bit but I really yeah, enjoyed I thought, this last season it was it I felt, thought all the stuff with her mother was just yeah like, I thought crap. it didn't need to go on that long it really didn't um yeah no but um but the first season I've really enjoyed and it's it felt like a back to form for me and a nice way to send off the character and the ending of it was fantastic because you just don't know. Don't know if you've seen it yet, but 
No, I haven't watched any of it yet. Yeah, no, the third season is good. It's back to kind of like her doing PI stuff and, yeah, stuff going on. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely worth a watch. I still cool. haven't finished Punisher and I don't know if I'll finish it. I'm slowly watching an episode every couple oh, of months. I can't do that. Every really couple of months I'm watching an episode. Every couple of months, God. I I, I mean... I, I can't can... be asked, and every time I watch it, I'm reminded why. <laughs> I'm just, I watch like one episode, a... I watch one episode, and I think, there are so many other things I could be watching, and then I skip to that. And you still don't watch Black Mirror? <laughs> I haven't got around to it. I've been, I've downloaded it on my phone, um, yeah. so I will get around to it eventually. Is it because they're like just one-offs, so you just... Like what, Black Mirror? No, no, no. Yeah. I've been getting. I've been starting to watch Black Mirror. I've been getting. I've started at the beginning because I, I caught um, the Christmas White Christmas one. The three episodes that were all linked. Um, I caught that and that intrigued me. So I've seen the first season of it, um, and um, and I think I started. I won't be on the last episode of the first season or the second episode of the second season. The seasons are so short. Um, so I've been watching them, but it's just getting back round after watching everything else as well and it's just yeah. that time because I can't just chuck it on and I don't really have a commute anymore so it's like you know yeah that's true that takes if I had a commute then that's done. it I've got a 10 minute bus journey that's it <laughs> yeah see I did a little cheeky segue there because I was going to mention Black Mirror next anyway yeah nice so, uh, so well uh, yeah that's uh, that's that's definitely on my list um, I keep coming back to it I don't think the, the latest season's been particularly strong but it's really just um they're all just so different and and they cover such a wide range of things they've yeah. even predicted like the future in some ways uh the very first episode in fact was a bit close to the bone okay. uh, but since then we've had all kinds of like we're going into all these sort of uh the sort of uh the the sort of the way that we have all this um, security and, you know, everyone's observed and everything's documented and rated and, you know, all this social media madness, like that's, that's a real thing pretty much. Um, and yeah, he's still, he's still got a really, uh, really observant and, and, and good kind of view on what's happening. I think that's entertaining as much as it is scary. And also, we've had the Bandersnatch interactive episode, which oh, yeah. was like just like no other bit of TV I've ever seen. Have you have you done that? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, first sitting, me and Sue sat there for about three and a half, four hours. So you have watched Black Mirror? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen nearly two seasons of it, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we we yeah we we did that. We tried looking for so many endings. I was yeah, well yeah. after I managed to get the. Um, the boss to come round instead of Colin. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, up killing yeah. him. <laughs> like, yeah. I was yeah, like, oh, I did different? It, but, yeah, the first time I, I think I did it, just did, went through and it was like an hour and a half I, I did it for. And yeah. then, and then I was like, no, nah, no, I've done, I've done it wrong. And so I went back and spent the rest of the evening playing it, just doing all the different, uh, trying to get all the different uh, we, endings. We, we were there for like, good three four hours with the first sitting yeah. going round and round yeah. and then I think the next day we did another three hours of it <laughs> just trying to find yeah. different ones <laughs> yeah. and then every f spare moment we were putting it on going can we find a different one <laughs> just going through um, yeah, yeah no, that was fun that was good yeah that was a nice little Christmas treat 
I found. Um, right. Yeah, cool. What you got next? Um, there are some heavy hitters, heavy hitters in my list, but um, they're kind of obvious. So I'm going to go for one that's slightly less. Um, yeah. Altered Carbon. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, why is that not on my list? Um, because my list has probably got... My list has 12 things on there. <laughs> I don't understand why that didn't make my list. That's like one of the best things because you've ever seen. Because your list has not got 12 things on there. <laughs> no, it definitely hasn't. That's why, but yeah, you can help me out here because mine are just pretty obvious, really. Um, but yeah, Old Carbon is excellent. I've left the like, two obvious ones out. They're like the first ones on there for me as well. Yeah, I've yeah, got Old a couple. Carbon, um, I thought that was awesome. I thought it was so good. Um, so, so good. Almost like a nice merger of... Blade Runner, Battle Angel and Alita, Ghost in the Shell, um, a lot of 90s cyberpunk sort of stuff I used to read in comics. Um, oh, so cyberpunk. So it cyberpunk. It was just thrown together and I was just like, I'm loving this. I prefer <laughs> it to Blade Runner if I'm honest with you. It's more action-oriented Blade Runner. That's pretty much what it would be. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it takes its cues well. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm waiting for there to be like a little gap in my schedule so I can watch it again. I just love the Highlander, random Highlander reference, like the 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 sword when they're having the sword fight at the end. Him and I won't spoil it because people are watching it, but the end part they're having a sword fight, and the sword yeah. he picks up is the McLeod sword from Highlander. Oh, I remember which, you saying yeah, about this, which is a nice touch because it it kind of the whole program is basically. A form of immortality, in it, you're 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 immortal in those discs. Yeah. So I thought that was such a weird, nice way of going on about that, and then you kind of think, oh, he's got that. And it's like, oh, and then it made me think, oh, if they ever did a reboot, he'd be great for the Duncan McLeod character. Oh yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, that was a great show. Cool. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't mention that. I I loved it to bits. <laughs> Uh, my favourite kind of show that has like a beginning, middle and end and maybe, you know, could yeah. be a standalone. Uh, they are making another one though, I but think. But it could quite easily have just stopped there. That's the thing. Yeah. It was almost like that's just too much awesomeness. Like, I, I don't need any more. It's fine. I'll just watch it again. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my next one is Halt and Catch Fire, which uh, I think was my TV show of the year, the year that it came out. I, I was very late to it. Uh, I think I caught it just as the final sh- season was airing. I saw they had it all on Amazon Prime, so I just binged it in a couple of weeks. And it uh, basically charted the rise of a fictitious computer company in the 80s um, and kind of went from sort of the boom of the old Apple to the beginning of the internet and sort of followed these four very strong characters um, and their trials and stuff and relationships throughout four seasons, uh, each of which sort of took a particular focus on a different part of that. You know, they start off their building computers, then they move into like, uh, programming online games, bulletin boards, and then it sort of evolves into like what we sort of the early days of the internet when it was being manually create curated, and people like made lists of things manually rather than there being search engines like Google that serve us what we want. Uh, so yeah, uh, 
yeah, it was really cool. I loved it. I'll still recommend it to anyone. And I was a mess in the final season. It was so sad. I remember you saying that you were really taken for it. I remember your messages and stuff popping up. Um, yeah, yeah, it was no. so good. So good. Um, yeah, so that's my third. Yeah, that's my third one. Uh, still rate it really highly. What you got next? Right. Um... <laughs> that's the thing they're so bloody different that's what really annoys me about my list that's why I couldn't whittle it down because they all tug on certain things but I'm gonna say Haunting of Hill House oh yeah another great one because another fantastic one as horror kind of series go man that was good character and story driven and all of the sort of creepiness and stuff set to basically unsettle you it was yeah it it had jump scares it had scares and creepiness and just fucking horror but yeah. it was just the story of the family it was almost like a weird fucked up version of like something like the shining and stuff like the story of the hotel or something it was just weird but it wasn't necessarily about the building it was about the family but also the building and it was just I don't know the way it ended as well which is why I said it reminded me a bit like The Shining um, it was about that the characters were haunted yeah yeah by their past yeah and as well as as, the, and as well as the building haunted. itself being haunted and the, their the decisions ha- the house is, in. yeah the, ha- the house is almost like a metaphor for how fucked up the kids have yeah, have grown it up was like. just it was just so good and the flashback so you had all of the proper creepy scary bits back then and some of the plot twists in it was so good oh um, yeah yeah I was the on the bent, train when one of those happened bent neck people, lady yeah that, that, was, that so was good so I, expertly done I just couldn't believe it and it's just oh man apparently there's so much I mean I when we went away when we um we all went away like for a weekend. Um, some, a friend of ours has some woodland, so we all went away. I got oh, yeah. recommended to watch it by Suze while I was there. I'm glad I didn't. But um, she watched <laughs> it, and then when we came back, we watched it again. So literally in the space of like a couple of days, she'd seen it twice. So yeah. she already knew what was happening, and she enjoyed it, watching the entire series twice over. Um, and also seeing all of the things in the background, she spotted more. She didn't tell me. Um, there's so much in like the background and stuff that you don't notice, apparently. Oh yeah, there's like loads of ghosts. Yeah, there's like a guy that's like fixing a clock. Yeah, I think that's one of the obvious ones. Like, yeah, um, I think ones that they give it away by clothing or something like that, and you just think that people are like doing repairs around the house, but then if you actually bother to look at what they're wearing, you kind of go, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're not they interacting just walk with past them at all. Them, like, they're just there, or they don't see them, and maybe we see them. We don't know. That's what I loved about it. I thought it's it wasn't an out-and-out horror. It was just horror, a horror story. Freaking me out now, talking about it. <laughs> it's freaking me out. What's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm freaking out now. Maybe we should move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. No, that was excellent. But they are... Uh, Mike Flanagan, though, who... Uh, directed and wrote all of that. Uh, he's making the, or has made the sequel to The Shining, Dr. Glass. Oh, wow. Which is out later in the year. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name? Train spotting. Ewan McGregor. Mm. He's playing grown up Danny Torrance. Oh, sweet. 
and this is a book that Stephen King wrote. But yeah. what they're doing, because Stephen King was never a big fan of uh, of The Shining, the film. Uh, he he said that he made it. Um, he said there was no character development because the way Jack Nicholson played played him, yeah, he was all. It's like he was already mad yeah. when he got there. Um, and in the film, it was more of like he wanted the house to be the thing that made him mad, and okay. that's how he wrote the book. And so he, he couldn't get on with that. Um, I listened to an interview with him on this awesome Eli Roth History of Horror podcast. Yeah, very, very much recommend that if you're into hearing people talking about stuff they've done. Um, yeah. So okay, cool. yeah, uh, yeah. So and and they're doing a second season of ha- Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I've heard. Is, uh, There's different characters, different setting, almost a bit like um, American Horror Show Horror Story. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a lot of the same actors. But yeah. different playing different characters, yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's based on this haunting of Bly Manor. I think okay. that's that's what it's going to be called, um, and that's like a pretty famous ghost story, apparently. Nice. But I've not, I, I've never read it. Um, cool. Okay, so yeah, let's uh, let's pull out the big guns now. I've got Game of Thrones next. Yeah, might as well go over that. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, yeah, this just wrapped up with a final controversial season. Uh, we already talked about it. Yeah. Ad nauseum, pretty much. To be honest, uh, having enough breathing room now, I've got to say, it was bloody good. Um, the achievement they've pulled off on it is great. Um, yeah. It's insane. And the thing is, you have to remember, whatever you're watching, whether you're disappointed, um, completely on side with, or indifferent you're watching something that's like a film on TV yeah um you know the fact that all of these seasons you've had usually the acting quality and stuff yeah there's been a little bit staring into each other's eyes this season because it was a little bit a little bit kind of sped up but it's you've had like movie level costumes settings shots plots um it's kind of like every film wishes it had enough time to build up the characters because you think like a film like the longest film i've probably ever seen has been about what four hours long maybe yeah um and four hours long is like what four episodes of game of thrones <laughs> um, yeah to have like years and years to build up all of these characters and plots and worlds and all that sort of stuff to then you know have the final act because essentially this whole season is the final act in the film um yeah i i i, I gotta take my hat off um i do think the writers should have spent a bit more time but that's my personal opinion but from a yeah. from a objective opinion i think it's an astounding achievement yeah i mean yeah like uh a lot of it was it was a victim of its own success, really. Yeah. Uh, it was so popular, but they got to do it all. They got to kind of get to an ending, even if it isn't the ending. Um, I mean, they they took a, they were under advisement by uh, George R. R. Martin, so I think that's kind of where the the books are supposed to end up. But you know, they kind of did it, um, and yeah, it was just would have just been too difficult, I think, for them to uh, kind of deliver 
you know, the thing is, you try and deliver the same sort of thing when they have didn't have anything to base it on. Yeah, the the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if there was more material, if he had written some shorthand bits like um, guidance notes or anything, and steered them. If if George R. R. Martin came back and said, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to be more than just a special executive producer or whatever. I'll help you guys out to figure this ending out. Then fuck yeah, he should have done that. You know, yeah. instead of writing completely different book series, um, I think. I mean, there's been all sorts of news going on, and some of it might be true, some of it might be bollocks. It's all about hearsay and clickbait all over the internet. Whether HBO would have given them more money, but then the actors apparently were burnt out by this point because they were filming, they were filming it so fast, and their schedules are so crazy. Um, you know, George R. R. Martin's gone on in some informal interviews at Comic Con saying he wanted it to be a thirteen episode season, um or thirteen seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but at the end of the day he didn't approach HBO and he didn't work with them. No. So all of that is subject and that's the thing, that's why I'm looking at this with eyes unclouded by hate, as they say. And I'm just yeah. sort of going, you know what? It is what it is. He didn't wake up and Ned Stark didn't go, oh, I just had a fucking awful dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And I think it's just the way it ended. And it was spectacular. And it was like, God, after all that, it was almost like a bit sad. It was like a, almost like a, a bittersweet ending. Again, another ending. But it's a show that we've been talking about pretty much for the whole length yeah, of this podcast. Exactly. So uh, it has to be in there. End of an era. That's it. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, what you got next? Next, I have Stranger Things. Yeah. Which yeah, we were talking about shout. briefly earlier. Um, fantastic yep. show, i got to say. Um, it was the first time it made me think. When I first, I mean, re- having recollections about the first season, um, there were so many bits where I was like going, oh shit, there's no mobiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, I'm like, stop talking, stop touching this thing. I'm thinking forensic science wasn't up to date then. So the idea of people touching bodies and all that sort of stuff, normally nowadays you've got to be careful because like DNA and all that sort of thing. And it's like back then it was like, oh, someone's dead. I'm going to go touch them and see if they're all right. Um, yeah. Everything was different. And it was just like, you know, the kids on the bikes. I was like, yeah, I remember when we were all out on bikes and walkie-talkies and all that sort of stuff, but we never really had walkie-talkies. But people no. did. You know, I remember a lot of my other friends did and stuff. And it just felt like that was the way it was. And I see sort of like, you know, bike kids now and they're like hoodies and stuff, and they're kind of emulating that. It's kind of going back to that. But it just, I just loved the way that it, it built this world up. And the fact that the mum, um, Renona Wider's character was so crazy. Um and Hopper was just like we we're just like, Oh, this is a cop. He's a he's a kind of sleepy town cop. We're used to them being lazy. Hang on, what? He's just gone and jumped straight into the middle of this thing. <laughs> and it completely threw us because it, it funny enough, um, to use a pun, it literally turned everything upside down. Uh <laughs> Absolutely. Well done, brother. Uh, yeah. And I just thought it was such a good season. And by the time that season ended, we all knew we were on to something special. And second season, yeah, might have had a couple of blips, but it was all just telling more of the story. And now this third season's like, wow. And we know there's got to be a fourth. It can't end like that. 
especially now Netflix have basically bought studios in America and in Britain now. They bought Shepparton. That's right. So they're clearly, I mean, they've got more room now to either build sets that are supposed to be in different locations or whatever. You know, you can build a street corner that's supposed to be set in London for a scene or whatever in a big studio. You've got, they've got money and they're not afraid. And I think the fact that they're going to lose the Marvel license, um, it's probably going to be a bonus for them because they're not going to be paying out for that. That money's going to funnel straight back in because I'm sure that's not cheap. Yeah, that's very And the true. fact that they've been working with a lot of Hollywood actors, I mean, the, for me, the biggest shock was um, you had, oh, what was it? I think you had, um, uh, what's her name, Emma Watson in something, and then you had Will Smith with Bright, which wasn't that great a film, but the fact that you had a Will Smith film that was on a Netflix first, that's insane. Oh, yeah. That is insane. <laughs> You know, Will Smith turns around and goes, "Oh, I'm going to make a new film. Um, what's this? What's what's it got? It's not in the cinema. It's going to be on a streaming platform." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> and they've done loads since. You know, Sandra Bullock, Bird, K, um, Blind, uh, Bird Box, um, and you had just loads since. And people seem to be wanting to to use this new avenue of of telling stories and films. You know, it's just brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking to. Uh, I, I. I'm wondering. Um, yeah, this show is is only just a little bit younger than Netflix in the UK, because I, I, I thought that was kind of it. Because that Netflix has pretty much fueled yeah. this show. Yeah. Uh, since its beginning. Oh yeah, it's um, the biggest. I think it's the biggest thing that the, the biggest pull that they've had. It's it's yeah. the premium thing. It's it's. It is, you need Netflix to see Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, so talking about a show that has kind of been, you know, on part of a platform that uh, has grown as the show has carried on, um, I, I need to mention, finally, the show that sort of started it, uh, and that was Breaking Bad. Ooh. And it only just about counts because it ended in the second uh, episode of this podcast we were discussing the finale of Breaking Bad ah. so I, I just I've just been sort of furiously uh, <laughs> checking that it actually was still valid because I was looking down the list of episodes and there just isn't really any Breaking Bad there and that's because <laughs> oh. it was in it the whole thing has been in the shadow of its uh, of its conclusion it's yeah but you know we've had Better Call Saul since yeah and, and it's upcoming Breaking Bad uh was it what Jesse did next? Yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, Brian Cranston and um, uh, Aaron Paul have yeah. been sort of teasing something. So I think, I think Jess, I think um, Walt is going to be part of it as well. So, uh, but I don't know if it's just that. I, I, I think there's because Better Call Saul, the fifth season of that, has been delayed. Um, for some reason, oh. they're saying that they're just waiting for talent availability, which probably means he's probably just doing waiting. a little cameo in it. Well, no, I think it's probably they're just waiting for all of the actors that they've got in that to be free to yeah. do it uh, because they've actually pulled together quite a lot of the old cast. You know, um, mm. uh, Gus is in there now, uh, and 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 uh, oh, brilliant, Mike, Mike, yeah, yeah, it's 
it's really good it's worth catching up yeah, on yeah I need definitely. I need to watch that um, I kept putting it off yeah. for some reason because I I wasn't sure about it but you guys were talk- I remember you guys were raving about it for ages yeah and it's and, and it's a to- lot better it's probably a lot better to watch like and binge hmm. uh, with it all being there because there's like four seasons of it I think now oh, um, yeah. so it's well it's well worth checking out uh, it's as good as quality as Breaking Bad ever was cool um, just slightly different setup with yeah. different characters but yeah, I have to mention Breaking Bad and its legacy. Because, uh, yeah, if it weren't for Breaking Bad, I don't think we, I ever would have started doing this, to be quite honest. It was it was, it was was all the fuel I needed <laughs> to start podcasting, pretty much. What have you got? Have you got, uh, have you got any more? Um, oh, you have got more. You told me you've got yeah, more. Yeah, anyway. I do. Um, to be honest, <sighs> there were two shows on here that I, I don't know what I'm going to go with. To be honest, I've got to go with Cobra Kai. I've not seen the second season. Okay. But the first season of that, for something to come back based on the Karate Kid um, and actually be fun, really enjoyable, and I really need to watch the second <laughs> season of it, um, but I think we just haven't had time because we know we're going to binge it. <laughs> um, it's there. It won't take you long no, once you get round to it. I I really liked it. I really liked yeah. the story that it was Johnny Lawrence... Um, and the, the switch that, around yeah it was almost like it was almost like the joke from How I Met Your Mother with Barney you know Neil Patrick Harris's character he goes the real story of the Karate Kid is about Johnny and then how Ralph Macchio came and basically ruined his life and that was the perspective that it goes from <laughs> yeah and I just thought that was awesome it was brilliant it was like oh following him and Ralph Macchio is like you know playing off his cheesy I was all in a state champion, I sell cars, and all of his things are like karate based and all that. And you know, and he's got his daughter who isn't that fast. And then at the end, she gets in, and it's just yeah, I really need to watch it now, remembering what happened and stuff. And I just love yeah. the fact that he reforms Cobra Kai, and it's like, yeah, it's fun, it's it's good. It reminds yeah. me of another one on my list as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's got a good way of um, sort of recreating that coming of age thing, but with familiar characters yeah. that it's are now older. Watch, it's made me want to actually go back and watch the films again. I know they're a product yeah. of their time, but it's it's like that feeling. It's almost like how the first Creed film made me want to go and watch the pivotal Rocky films again. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. It's that sort of like, this is more of the world, and I like it. I like the feel that it's given me. I like the... I like the fun. Um, when I finished watching that season, I was like, oh, that was good. That was really good. I wasn't yeah, expecting yeah. much, but that was great. Um, but yeah, no, Cobra Kai, definitely recommend it. I need to go cool. watch Cool. Right, you got any honourable mentions you want to mention I do. before we finish? Um, Glow. Yeah. Because that also oh, yeah. reminded me a bit like Cobra Kai, sort of like a nice product of its time, the 80s and stuff. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Surprising oh, show. Not um, seen that yet. No. Um just just the way they did it, like a really fucked up dark version of Sabrina, the teenage witch. You know, it's quite nice to see a really twisted, you know, they're all like talking about the Dark Lord and it's literally this goat headed it's Satan. <laughs> it's goat headed yeah, demon yeah. and you see him. And it's just nice seeing uh what's her name off um Doctor Who and stuff. Oh god. Come on. 
Oh, uh, she's a British actress, actress, actor. What the new Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, she. Uh, Eric Roberts. Oh, I think. Oh no, Michelle Gomez. That's it. Sorry, Michelle Gomez. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you know, she she was really great in that. She's been really good in this role as well. Um. I won't spoil what she she does, but she, yeah, she's really good in this. But yeah, it was really cool. I just liked it. It was nice seeing like different versions of the characters, and everything's a bit fucked up. Like little things like instead of saying, "Oh, you know, thank God," it's like, "Oh, thank Satan." <laughs> and literally, oh, right. they're not even shying away from it. It's just like crazy. Yeah, that, she looks a bit demonic. Yeah. I can imagine her being but quite good in the show cool. like that. It's pretty cool. Um, cool. Scream the TV series came out ages ago, but oh, right. we watched it all in one sitting, and it was really good. Um, cool. As TV series go, that was really good. Good Omens. Yeah, yeah. Been I, waiting I, for that for ages. I loved it. Um, it kind of divided some people, but then I think I don't really know why because if you know Terry Pratchett's writing, it was spot on. Terry Pratchett. It's very similar to kind of um, a lot of people are probably going to find me and burn me for saying this, but it's the kind of British humour that's very similar in tone to uh, the Grant Naylor books, like Hitchhiker and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's similar. It's a, bit, it's a very yeah, it's, similar style. It's wacky, yeah, wacky stuff. Wacky, like. but the darkness comes from obviously Pratchett's got a bit of darkness in him as well, but the darkness from Neil Gaiman in there as well. Yeah. Um, sort of kind of fucked up messed up things that kind of all type American gods and stuff and everything else yeah so it was very much it felt like it was both of them in there and I just thought it was so good yeah. and there were some shots and they, they said themselves that there was like bits of both of them in the characters of Azifarel uh, or whatever his name was and Crowley um, and yeah. when you see shots of them together where Neil Gaiman's wearing all black and Terry Pratchett's wearing all white, you kind of go, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good, really charming, and I'm so glad they finally got it made. And there isn't going to be a follow-up to it, I don't think, because I don't think there's any follow-up books to it. But I no. just hope that it means that Amazon are going to do more Neil Gaiman adaptations and that we Everyone. get to see Neverwhere, because Neverwhere, Everyone. I think, will be amazing. Yeah, I think they'll they must get to it finally because they're doing Sandman at Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, I, they'll, I, they'll they'll get there. I'm glad he's finally getting some dues because well, he quality. writes some really good stuff. Yeah, it's quality stuff, man. If, if they're making a show of The Witcher, then they're going to make everything yeah. by Neil Gaiman. You can't ignore The Witcher. No, <laughs> it might be shit. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm really excited, but I'm, I've it seen might some be people shit. questioning like the armor and stuff like that. I think in a post Game of Thrones world. <laughs> yeah, where the costumes have been insane. That's it. That's the, that's the standard. That's the problem so now. it's not really yeah. a standard because like they went at it with movie level Lord of the Rings. Oh, we've invented a whole new type of armor because these characters look like they were based on Eastern. <laughs> like you can't yeah. you can't do that for a TV show, but they did. <laughs> you certainly can't. So, do you have any more? Um, um, I think that was well, Scream, Chilling Adventures. And um, only because I've been watching it since the dawn of time and it's finishing and Supernatural. 
Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> I left okay. it to the end so you could get it out of the way. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Cool. All right, then. Uh, yeah, so I know you don't have to work tomorrow, but I do. So yeah, no, uh, I'm going to cool. have to call time now. Um, yeah, that's probably the longest recording session we've ever done. It probably is, mate. All right. Well, yeah. uh, hang I'll get on. these to you. Uh, hang on. Before oh. uh, we end, I just want to make a quick uh, uh, disclaimer here. Uh, I mentioned earlier we've got the end of Star Wars coming up and we've ha- we've had to witness the end of Game of Thrones and the end of like this phase of the MCU and yeah this is kind of all part and parcel with the way uh, I'm I want to uh, approach the show um there's uh, as much as there is uncertainty about all these franchises that we are very beloved to us um I feel like I can't even I mean I generally a bit behind the curtain here I plan these episodes ahead and I, and and the recording schedule I plan around major releases now looking at the at the next year or so there isn't the same amount of like marvel points in the calendar or you know episodes you know seasons of game of thrones and stuff that I would usually use as like you know recording yeah. every month or whatever and so also uh I feel like um we're a little bit uh, watching different things a lot, and yeah. um, there's just us two really doing it now. So yeah. um, I've decided that I think it's time to sort of. I'm not like we're not ending the show, but I want to basically. I thought episode 200 will be the time when I will take the numbers off the episodes and the regularity of of the uh, of the podcast. You know. Uh, I, ever since I started, I told, was told that podcasting was a thing that you had to do regularly to build an audience. Oh. I'm not kidding myself. I think we've built the audience we've built, and we're very grateful to everyone that yeah. listens, as, as, as you know, the few of you that do. Uh, we still enjoy doing this because we just enjoy having the conversation, and it gives us a chance to have this conversation yeah. when we do. And I sometimes find the longer we leave it, the more we have to talk about and the more we have to get off our chests and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably better for it. So yeah, going forwards, uh, the schedule is going to be a little bit less. I'm thinking roughly we're going to be doing like seasonal, seasonal, uh, episodes or seasonal recording at least. So, you know, like, um, I sort of had roughly in my head, you know, we'll probably come do something around Oscar time. Uh, we'll probably do something at the end of each year to discuss like our movies and TV of the year. I'd like to continue doing the summer movie wager. Yep. Obviously summer is a time when lots of movies come out. So I'd like to still do some stuff then. And the thing is as well, if like we end up recording, like we have tonight for two and a half hours, then that might end up, we, you might end up with more episodes than just one, you know, for a year. Exactly. I, you know, I imagine there will be more than that. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of take it as it comes, but it's going to be more about like the shit that's going on rather than us having to turn up and do an episode oh, yeah. because we've got to put something out because it's, you know, the week that episode 201 has to come out. Yeah. So, yeah, I and think also, that's the... Also, if something happens, like movie-wise or something like that, like an event or a movie is just too damn big, we may do an ad hoc recording, I think. Yeah, um, or if there's like yeah. a major news announcement, like, I don't know... Uh, they, Marvel's yeah. decided they're um, teaming up with DC and doing a Marvel versus DC... <laughs> 
some <laughs> earth-shattering amount of yeah. news that will just DC be... Will DC actually make a good film? Sorry, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that could happen. Who knows? Uh, well, I heard good things about Aquaman, but yeah. that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, like, if, if, if there was, like, an earth-shattering news story that we obviously aren't going to wait, like, until Christmas to talk about then yeah we'll 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 probably do a little uh, emergency podcast when we can organize it so uh yeah that's the future of the not watching podcast i hope you've enjoyed this uh <laughs> uh best of yeah. highlights of the last uh of the whole thing and uh yeah i think that's all well, i've got to say i got to say coming from sort of like the movie con podcast from days years ago um yeah. it's been fun so far I've loved it. Um, yeah. Things may change, but, you know, we've still got lots to say. That's it. I'm st- I still like doing it. I still I still look forward to doing it. I still like chronicling our musings on all the things we've seen. And, uh, yeah, cool. Time may come, time may go, but we'll still be not watching. <laughs> Very nice. Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network where you can also find the Not Playing podcast, where we talk about video games, and the Not Listening podcast, where you can hear Adam and co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk, and if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye!